What's up, Joes? And welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. A special episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan, Ryan Dempsey, and also joining us tonight, our special guest, Mr. Eric Holkren of the Way of the Warrior Show. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you for joining us, sir. Anytime. Anytime you guys want me to. I'm always a pleasure to jump on the show. We appreciate it. Ryan, say hi to the people. Hi, everyone. How's it going tonight? <laughs> right. Don't don't act like it's you're not the co-host of the show <laughs> or anything. <laughs> Come on, whenever you have a guest, I always take the third seat, you know that. You're still the co-host of the show. You've got you've got duties to do. We've 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 established this. We're almost a hundred episodes in, Ryan. Come on. Almost, almost. I'll take I'll take the reins at that one hundred. Oh yeah, I got faith in that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back to our guest. How's it going, Eric? It is fantastic. How are you guys? We're we're doing good, man. We're uh, in- anticipating the the big weekend for UFC two eighteen. Yeah, I, and probably anticipating it more so than um, there's there's a fight on fight on Friday that nobody seems to give a crap about. But we've got <laughs> we've got two events this week, and one no one cares about at all. I'm I care about. It. I I'm just I'm excited for it. I won't be able to watch it because I'll be at Joe Rogan. So I'm going to watch it when I get back to my hotel tomorrow night. You guys are the only two people that are excited for this, though. And I, especially after 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 the news that broke today, I'm even more excited for after tomorrow night's fight. <laughs> they should just give her the belt because she's the only one people care about. She's so. the only one people really know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I I admittedly have not watched an episode this season. I kept meaning to. Oh, you don't ha- you don't have to admit that the ratings will show that no one is watching. The show, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually good about it, but like it's been fo- like Sundays are usually my day where I would try to catch up on tough, but football is going on, so that's taking precedence to everything. I, I think with this particular season, we've gotten to the point, and I've said this a couple times on our show that like I wish they would just ditch this and go with the contender show that they do on Tuesdays on Fight Pass because I think it's a better format. I think it's a more interesting show. I, I just don't think I, I don't know that I can remember a time where you have an event. I literally watched um, Luke Thomas's show that he does with uh, all those other guys uh, this afternoon. And halfway through the show, even those guys are like, oh, crap, there's a, an event on Friday that no one cares, <laughs> right? So I, I don't remember. I literally don't remember a time where you've got a card that's headlined by two flyweights that aren't named Conor McGregor, that it's getting all of the oxygen away from another event that while – May, to most people, they don't even know who's on this card. We have to remember we're adding a belt to right. the organization this week, and no yeah. one cares about it. You're adding a belt. I feel bad no because I've been championing this division for a while before, you know, when it's then the idea started getting floated around when they were still denying it was going to happen. Like, I've been screaming on the show, I wanted this division, I want this division, because I, I think there's a lot of girls in in the influx between 115 and 135 that could definitely fill it and make some really good fights at some natural weight classes. But I just I just haven't had the time to get into the tough, and I feel bad about it, kind of. But They should have done this one the way they did the men's flyweight tournament and just have four guys fighting on a couple of pay-per-views instead of the title as opposed to doing the whole season the Ultimate Fighter because the Ultimate Fighter's ratings haven't been doing as well in the past few years. And now you have, a, like, a couple coaches that aren't really going to be talking that much, so it's not going to be a ratings grab there. So I think if they just done a short 
you know, top four contenders and just have them go at it and then crown the champion that way probably would be a better way to go about it. Well, and the the draw is usually the coaches. And in this case, you've got Gaethje who's had one fight in the UFC that most people didn't even see, right? So right. All, of the in, all the insiders are losing their mind about tomorrow night and what this fight could be to, between him and Alvarez. But any of what we call the Buffalo Wild Wings fans that just go and want to watch fights have zero <laughs> idea what's happening on The Ultimate Fighter or why they should watch. Right. And there's not right. a ton of names on the card either supporting it that can really draw people in either. So no, well, cause they're so, they're so thin with events. Right. I mean, your new, your new year's Eve card to poke a little fun at you, Jeff, your new year's Eve card is headlined by two people at a division that doesn't really exist. Right. That's, yeah, that's a good right. point. Like that's their headlining card because you finally got Holman cyborg, which is an interesting fight, but you know, in a division that the champ was like, yeah, I got the belt. That's awesome. I'm never going to face Cyborg, so I'm going to go work at Best Buy. <laughs> See you later, guys. That's... <laughs> Jermaine Duran for me. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that yep, and yep. exactly like you said about the coaches being the draw. I, I brought that up on our show on Tuesday night. It, it, there's just usually you have that rivalry between the two coaches that builds either genuinely through the season or just because the guys don't like each other. And neither Eddie or Justin are shit talkers. So it, it it's immediately going to take away. And well, coming coming off a season like TJ. Eddie tried and, against Connor. Not there. I was just going well, yeah. to say, Eddie is not good at it. So no. There's that. He, yep, and, and I said that. I was like, yeah, that he had to do it because you have to try to keep up with Connor, no matter how bad you are at it. To, to to get any kind of attention, you have to try to keep up with him. So, but those those would have been, the coaches for this one should have been the uh, uh, TJ and Cody. That would have been what you do for the ratings graph for this division. True. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I, I just think the format as a whole though has gotten so stale that I don't think I honestly don't I don't think if you put Floyd and Connor, you know, on one side and you know, Jose Aldo and Anderson Silva on the other that anyone would tune into that show either. I just don't think the format matters anymore. No, that's probably a good no. point. Cause too. I mean, cause I mean, guys name somebody who's relevant. That's a tough alum at this point. Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson would be one, but if you go like go all the way back and do some longevity, there isn't, yeah. I mean, he's, he's the standout yeah. among everybody i mean you've got bisbing is clearly one of them but it's not as if it's not as if you're printing the blueprint of people that become successful in the organization there are so many more people that have been either washed up or irrelevant or, or even guys like uh, gastelum who people don't even realize was was a winner or robert whitaker right yeah I, I, but they, you but know. it's not like it's not like you don't hear them talking about. They didn't go last week. We've got a matchup of two tough alums. They right. No, you've got right. the former champ at 185 against the guy who can barely figure out what weight class he wants to eat his way into. <laughs> and here you go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, that's true. Because before, like when you saw like a Forrest Griffin fight, that was their big thing. The ultimate fighter winner. Or Diego. Like yeah, Diego. That was his yeah. his calling forever. Now he's just a sad, sad shell of himself. He, yeah, he's, he and, um, 
Hendricks should retire and open their own steak joint again. That's what those <laughs> two should do. Johnny should never open any sort of business again. It just seems like no. he he should just go be an assistant coach at Oklahoma State and help John Smith try to win another national title or something. Yeah, I I mean I don't I don't ever want to see him fight again because that was horrific. Me either. <laughs> yeah. Unless he wants to go to Bellator and join the heavyweight uh, tournament. Speaking of fighters, I never want to see fight again, but are going to. Takanori Gomi signed with Ryzen. Yeah, you guys posted that today. Thank God, because yeah. he, what he uh. needs to do is fight again. <laughs> I, I posted it ironically. Like, it was just like, oh, God, here I, we go. I don't think he signed the fight ironically. Though. No, That's he definitely problem. didn't sign ironically. I knew that was legit, but. But he's got he's got Ryzen, so he has the, he at least, you know, have the special supplements in his corner this time. They've right, been working. Sure. They've been working quite well for Crow Cop. <laughs> Did you got? There's a video of him like working out. I saw somebody. I think it was in one of the groups we're in. Ryan, somebody just showed him like hitting and kicking pads, and he's jacked. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he's like Crow Cop from like ten, fifteen years ago. <laughs> he's Uber Crow Cop. <laughs> if you can do it, you might as well. Why not? I guess. I mean. Is that where we're going to see John Jones go to? <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe. You know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with him? <laughs> yeah, remember the last time we had you on the show was when John Jones popped hot. Yes. <clears throat> which which one of those times? I forget. <laughs> the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Not the cocaine. Uh-huh. Right. Oh man! <laughs> so you guys, uh, you guys already got your breakdown done and ready for for UFC two eighteen. I haven't got a chance to listen yeah, to we, it, but I downloaded it today. We, yeah, we put it out this afternoon after we talked to young Max Holloway. So I'm really excited about seeing Max fight. I'm not as excited about it being Jose Aldo. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's. Yes, and because it's a high risk fight for Jose, because if he loses this one, I don't know what you do with him, yeah, right? Exactly. Because he can't go up. I mean, he can do whatever he wants, but if he goes up, it's not like the fights get easier, right? Um, and I, I think the thing about him is the same thing with Anderson Silva. It's the same thing with Vitor Belfort. The same thing with Shogun is that you were dominant for so long, but as soon as somebody finds out what your thing is. They just pick you apart. And if you go back, and, and I was saying this on our show, if you watch Dan Hardy's breakdown of the first fight between these two guys, the way in which Max Holloway can very Floyd Mayweather-esque download your DNA and just tear apart your striking game, I, I think it makes it really difficult for a guy for Joe, like Jose, who's pretty, in, in the modern parlance of what we do for a living, right, is pretty one-dimensional, right? Like, he hasn't really changed his game so dramatically that you have no... Jeff, you know exactly what Aldo's going to do on Saturday night. And oh, absolutely. So does, Max, so does Max Holloway, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna try to attack your legs and try to strike with you and make it last and hope that his gas doesn't go out. Yep. Well, I'm hoping, actually, to see that different Aldo, like, maybe that older Aldo, because like, we didn't see the leg kicks... In that first fight, no, because then, then they said the, the injuries and all that. So it's I mean, interesting to see if they if he can be like that Aldo from four or five years ago that actually utilizes the kicks because maybe that could be the dynamic that he needs going into this one. 
Well, that would be the way you would slow down Holloway, but I, I just think Holloway knows that, and Holloway knows that the other thing that Jose is going to do is try and score big in the last 10 seconds of every round because that's how he's going to try and run away with the scorecard. Um, and I, I just I think Max has cardio for days and could just keep the pressure on in a way that Jose can't keep off. No, I don't think he can keep off the pressure either, and Max is definitely not going to gas out. Nope. And Aldo's not going to be able to get up in the scorecards like he he did against Frankie and, and he did against um, Lamas and stuff like that, where he can where he can coast in the end of the rounds and end of the fight. Max is going to be well, constant it, pressure. Well, and you've got you've got a guy in Jose Aldo who this cut has always been hard for him, right? And he's getting older and older and older. And you've got Max Holloway who trained who changed, I should say, to Tyler Mitten for nutrition and ate four times on Thanksgiving and is on mark to hit weight, right? Like, this is a guy who's going to be, like, That's a... on, you know, right? <laughs> oh like, God. this is, you know, when you've got a guy who's healthy and on weight and doesn't have to diminish his body and has cardio for days, I just don't see how Jose is going to come into that as energized. And so no. if he doesn't do it in the first two rounds, I just don't think he does it. That's why I'm disappointed that this isn't Frankie. I want to see that high-energy, high-paced fight and i hope we you know i hope we get that fight i hope that so would too be incredible you know i hope so too i just am bummed that i'm not gonna get to see it now <laughs> not live anyway yeah for sure are you guys going out to detroit i am yeah nice yeah Very we're cool. uh we're going tomorrow to see rogan and then we got tickets for for the event i'm gonna try to get into the weigh-ins if i can get to the to detroit in time <clears> i'm gonna get inside for the weigh-ins very cool. Yeah, I, wish... I saw the uh, I, I saw the fifteen hundred dollar floor seats are now one hundred and fifty to two hundred bucks. So you might want to transfer your. Jesus, <laughs> really? Are you serious? <laughs> that's what I paid for my Dead ticket. Serious. I'm. I'm... Well, that's what that's what you pay on Ticketmaster right now for floor seats. So. Oh my god. <laughs> we're we're like we're in the second level, uh, not that far up. So I mean, I paid like one hundred and fifty four after taxes. I think they were one hundred and twenty five dollar tickets. So. I'm not too mad, but damn, I could have got floor seats. Although I don't really right. want to be on the floor because I don't want to be level with the cage. I want to be able to see over it at least. See over it, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's what I've always heard from everybody. I think even you guys, like I remember you and and Eric, or Kev, uh, Ken talking about it. Um, you know, just like how difficult it is when you're floor level because you can't really. See yeah, much. I mean, it, it it gets in the way, and you don't. You obviously you don't have the benefit, and it can be a benefit or a curse. But you don't have the benefit or the curse of Rogan and and John Anik, right? To kind of right. walk you through what you're not be able, you're not able to see. Right. Yeah, the curse of John Anik. I miss. It's sad <laughs> that I miss Goldberg. It's... You can get him over at Bellator for your eight month heavyweight tournament that they're going to do. So yeah, featuring a hundred and seventy pound Rory McDonald. I don't care. Bellator can do whatever they want. Like, whatever. Coker's turning it into Bjorn's circus. That's fine. I'm totally whatever, fine with it. That's fine. Whatever, it's okay. Man. It's okay. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine, it's fine for now. Like, I, you know, I think I, I wish they, and Ken and I talked about this, I wish the heavyweight tournament was faster, but I love what they're doing. I do too. I you know, like the fact if, that they're if doing they, it. If they put round one as one night, I think that would be the way they, I mean, that's not what they're doing, but if they were doing stuff like that, I think that's different enough to be highly competitive with what the UFC is putting out because Bellator's 
to me is two steps forward, one step back, right? They've got great ideas and just terrible execution. Right. And, uh, you know, if they ever figure out the execution part, especially with the troubles that the UFC is having with as many events as they're trying to book yeah. and the, the lack of star power to book them, they're going to be in a very similar position um, with star power. And I think Bellator could take advantage of that if they could just figure out how to execute. Do you think they need to just stick with the TV model, though, and stay away from pay-per-view? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think you, you know, if you want to go the freak show route, I think you could have some some chances to do pay-per-views. And I think you could do them more like, we'll call it big WWE model, like more like the big four a year that you're going to do something that's the final round of the heavyweight tournament plus this title shot and this title shot and this title shot. I think you could get people to pay for that, especially if you could figure out a way using the TV model and the Viacom dollars and all of that stuff right. to lower the to lower the price to thirty dollars. That's now, you know, now me and my buddies right. are putting in five bucks to watch this. Hell yeah, we'll do that. Exactly. That's what we all we both said about when the last pay per view. I was like, if it's like thirty five bucks, sure, thirty thirty five bucks, take my money. I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll watch Fatal and Neutron UFC. You're on part with UFC and people don't know the names or they don't care about the, the guys that are washed up, like the more hardcore fans. They're not going to tune in when they can. They know that they can just catch it later on for free. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Or just find it on the internet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not that we condone that sort of thing here at the Average Joes. <laughs> well, if you're truly speaking to the Average Joes, that's what they're doing. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, I know. I still I shell out <laughs> I shell out the money, but I split it. I rarely do I buy a pay per view by myself. Usually, I yeah. I have a group of friends over to watch, and we just split the cost. But every so often, I'll watch a pay per view by myself, or pay for it and not get to watch it, like the Tony and Kevin Lee fight. I was about, I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Goddamn PlayStation. <laughs> I had a show the night of the Tony and Kevin fight. So I gave, because I usually buy my stuff through uh, Sony's event viewer because it's a little bit cheaper than um, buying yep. it through Fight Pass. Ken actually turned me on to that idea. So thanks a lot, Ken. <laughs> so I uh, I always buy, so I gave, I pre-ordered the pay-per-view before I left to go play the show and then was gone Sunday and like didn't get a chance to try to watch it till like Tuesday and it was gone. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. That's awesome. Thanks for taking my 54 bucks. <laughs> awesome. That's funny. I didn't need that money. No. Right? No. Yep. So I've I've still yet to have seen the full Kevin and Tony fight. It was, I mean, that last round alone you should certainly check out. Cause... I have seen the last round. I've seen bits and pieces and highlights and stuff. I just haven't watched the full fight because it hasn't gotten put on Fight Pass yet, at least the last time I checked. Yeah, I think you're probably, what, two weeks away from it being on Fight Pass, I'm guessing. Because, yeah, we got to but... wait six weeks or whatever for pay-per-views. For their, their silly clearance, yeah. It's so stupid. So, so, so stupid. I don't know if you saw Jeff uh, speaking of Kevin Lee. Uh, he gave a uh, well, John Davis listener to our show and to weigh the warrior. He was down at the, the Metro PCS thing there today. And Kevin Lee gave him the two tickets. And he was to the event on Saturday. Nice. Yeah. He won. Uh, he won a couple tickets there. So that's awesome. Congratulations to John Davis. Yeah. Shout outs to John. John actually turned me on to finding out that uh, Cody Garbrandt was going to be at a B-dubs tomorrow. 
But I is he really? Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be at the St. Clair Shores B Dubs tomorrow from like seven to eight thirty or something. If if I wasn't already going to be downtown, I would probably consider going. I don't know what my interaction with Cody Garbrandt would be like, but. (laughs) As long as you're not wearing any TJ gear, you're good. I don't have any TJ. I don't have any fighter gear. I can't be that guy. (laughs) The the, the mid to late uh, early 2000s or early parts of the 2000s ruined that with the tap out shirts and. The, uh, yeah. the douchebags and affliction gear and stuff, okay. yeah, yeah, it ruined that. You're, you're not, you're not into the bedazzled dragon shirts. No, <laughs> no, and I'm also not into uh, jeans with angel wings on the butts. Thank you. I feel you lack vision. <laughs> <laughs> or the funds. I'm not buying hundred dollar jeans. <laughs> oh, believe me, they're not a hundred dollars anymore. <laughs> no, no, I can get them on clearance probably now, but. I mean, if really I want, I can just go back. Now Jinkos are back. I can go back to my high school days and start yes, wearing yes, gigantic can. bells. <laughs> start having a midlife crisis at 34. <laughs> Eric, how long have you guys been doing the show now? Is this your Nine seventh? years. Jesus. Wow. And I think I've been... Ken, for, for Ken and I, it's been seven, but I did okay. it for two years when he was in Kalamazoo and had a non-compete, so we couldn't do it together. Yep. So I did it with a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. So. I, rem- I think that was when I first started listening to you, was like when you had the full group with Paul. And... When it was when it was 900 people and sounded like horse shit? Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I stuck around. <laughs> because, so did I. <laughs> because I found... <laughs> for me, though, it was really cool because I know you from being EOB, obviously. Like, I... I Right. From from you being on, on WSNX and stuff for so long, like everybody in West West Michigan knows who EOB is. But then when I found you talking about MMA and just first of all, just to find an, a show on commercial radio talking about MMA was amazing to me. I was yeah, and, I mean, so it, stoked. And it was amazing for us, too, for them to be like, yeah, you want Fridays at 6? I'm like, right. Uh, yeah, totally. Yes, <laughs> I would yes, listen. I, I would listen to Sean and Drew and then get you guys. Or I think it was Sean and Terp originally, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Drew. It's funny. But, but yeah, so I mean, it, it was really impactful to be able to find it on the radio. And I was working, driving, being, you know, doing a delivery job for a while. So I was driving around and I always looked forward to having the show on. And then when the show was gone, I freaked out. And then obviously I discovered the podcast, you know, being able to download it and started listening to it on the podcast. And then, you know, you guys are responsible for me being stuck with him. <laughs> and and we're sorry about that. It's, but they, as I mean, they, they pawned me off on you. You're, you're responsible for two things. You're responsible for this show in general because, it, it, obviously, I mean, you, I've told you this before, but and I've told the story, but you guys were what inspired me to want to do a podcast. And then, obviously. Well, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate and, uh, you and Ken doing such a good job that, I was like, well, maybe I can do a way lesser quality version of this. <laughs> and you succeeded. Yeah, and then I got stuck with you, so it took us down even <laughs> lower. It just lowered the bar. But what I always liked, especially once Ken was, was on the show and stuff, was just the dynamic that you two had. And you guys being friends obviously really helped that. But it was you, – you were quite knowledgeable, and obviously Ken's – very knowledgeable, but you you compete in, or 
you know, take jujitsu and stuff like that and trained. So you have that knowledge going for you, but you guys just have really good chemistry with each other and bounce things off each other. And it made me want to do it. I was like, all right, I need to find a friend or two that I can do this with and, and have a good time and talk about a sport that we love. Yeah. And I, I think the key to that is what you just said is you just got to find people that want to do it and understand that, you know, if fame and fortune comes awesome, if not, that's not why, you know, it's certainly not why we started it. I'm sure right. that's not why you guys started it. No. You know, um, we've been super fortunate with, uh, the contacts we made at the UFC early on. So a decade ago when it was a much different organization, right. We've been blessed to keep those, those contacts so we can get guys like Max Holloway. And that stuff's been really, really cool. Cause, um, I think if we started today, that would be a much, much harder uphill climb yeah. to, to, you know, as I'm sure you guys know. Um, but I, I just think this sport needs more people to talk about it, especially when we're in, a year like we are right now where the organization that's the the head of the sphere, so to speak, is not having a great year. Um, and the, you know, the pay-per-view buys are not where they want them to be. The worth of the company is not where they want it to be. And we're heading to the end of the year where after this weekend, guys, I, there's not much super exciting. They're no. doing, you know, Ken and I, Ken and I talked about this today. I mean, they're, they're, rolling their 20-sided Dungeons and Dragons die on this <laughs> DC and Volcan Olzemir fight that like DC can beat him because if he loses their champ's going to go to jail right and, right like, what do you do then <laughs> so um you know I just I just think it's it's important to have a whole bunch of voices in the space that you know aren't just Luke Thomas and Ariel Hawani and, and those sorts of guys who have the the biggest spotlight on them, but people who are talking to smaller tribes of people who are into the sport, who can make a difference and speak with their wallet. Like you were just saying, Jeff, I mean, if, if you could, if a whole bunch of us could get Bellator to move towards a cheaper pay-per-view price going four times a week, doing their version of SummerSlam, uh, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, like that sort of model. Right. You know, now, now we have something to be excited about as opposed to going, well, I'll talk about Bellator if Chael Sonnen's fighting. I'll talk about Bellator if, I don't know, if Roy McDonald's going to fight, right? Where it's not like we're not at the point, and, and I know you you guys get more into the weeds on some of the stuff, but we're not at the point where we're even interested in talking about half of the cards because we don't care about anyone on the Bellator side at this point. Yeah. No, that, right? it's, it's really true. I mean, there's a few fighters that I, I pay attention to in Bellator, like uh, James Gallagher. I really like to watch fight, and... um you know, a few others, but obviously most of the guys that I watch Bellator for are the Rory's and the, the, the Baders and the freak fights like Chael and Tito and just right, Fedor, right. you know, Fedor and Mir. Yeah. But they, they, I don't know. They got to figure something out because the, the sport needs the competition and the UFC needs to be pushed by somebody else. Otherwise it's going to end up in the exact space that that Vince was in when he bought up every company and killed off everything. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and the UFC has done that, right? They bought up pride. They bought up strike Force, like they, they bought up a fair amount of libraries right. between glory and strike force and pride and all that stuff. Um, so, I mean, that's always a possibility too. I just think right now um, we're in, we're in a Valley that I, I don't think certainly the Vertitas saw cause they cashed out and left before right. we got here. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I don't think WME clearly saw this coming and who knows what 18 looks like, but you've got, you got guys like 
Connor, who was supposedly on New Year's Eve and pulled supposedly because of the Bellator thing or whatever. Right. Um, but they couldn't get him back for the Boston card, which is how you get DC and Volcan headlining that one. So if Connor's an X factor as with as if he's never coming back, right? Um, Ryan's boyfriend GSP will he fight at 85? <laughs> will, will he fight at 170? Or will he never fight again? You've got that out there. You've got what are we going to do with Stipe? We might figure that out this weekend between Alistair and um, Nagano. Yeah, uh, you might figure out right. who who Stipe could go against. But other than that, you've got is John Jones coming back ever, or is he getting suspended for four years, or is he walking away from the sport, or or or? So. 18 doesn't look any rosier than 17 and all that to say like I, I just think the more people that are talking about this sport and trying to put some sort of polish on what stuff is interesting so fights like Alvarez and Gaethje get a look and so things like Dillashaw and Garbrandt got a look and I know that GSP helped draw eyeballs to that but that card I mean we're still talking about that card right yeah. because it was the most most fun uh, thing you saw all year long regardless that you had the excitement of three belts changing place in 60 minutes. That was super, super exciting. And that's to me encapsulates what is so awesome about this sport is that all of us, I know not you, Ryan, but everybody else was wrong about that car universally and still had a great time. Yeah. And in what, uh, what other yeah. sport are you super excited that the dip shitty green Bay Packers win and they beat your bears, right? Like that doesn't, ha that doesn't happen. Or your lions that, beat both of those teams. Yes. Right. Well, whatever, whatever you got to do. Right. Um, <laughs> but, my, but my point, my point is that right. Like right now we've all just drawn lines in the sand. So there's no way that I would enjoy. I mean, I don't care that much about the NFL. I enjoy it for sport. But like, there's no way that if Jeff, you and I watched a game between the, the when the Lions and the Bears meet up again later in this year, like we watch that game. Neither one of us walks away happy if our team loses. No. Yeah. Exactly. How, however, if you and I watch Joanna and Rose again, you and I walk away from that fight and go, "Holy crap, that was amazing!" Right. Even if you wanted Joanna to to win, and to me, that whole pay-per-view is what the sport's about and why more people need to talk about what the sport is about as opposed to driving it towards this WWE model where it's got to be Jones, it's got to be Connor, it's got to be Ronda, it's got to be Anderson, it's got to be GSP. It's important to talk more about, like, here's some amazing fighters. And here's 20 reasons why you should actually care about DJ because he's the best fighter on the planet, period, and that's really not up for debate. Right? Has he fought the Has he fought the right. best talent? Nope, no, we could debate that one. But he is the best fighter on the planet, and that is not up for debate. No, he he absolutely secured that. That legacy is is locked up. Now he just needs to go and get the fight that's going to draw the attention. Yeah, and and hopefully that Dillashaw fight happens because I think he needs it. And to be honest too. with you. To, to be honest with you, he deserves to get paid for it. Yeah. You know, I, both, I mean, both of those guys do, right? But that's, you know, that's the interesting thing about this weekend is you're on the, you're leaning into the wrong end of the organization where people just don't care. They don't care about 45. They don't care about 35. They don't care about 25. Right. 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 Um, they certainly care about 55 because there's a lot of people there that they know, but they don't know a lot of the people when you get lower in the weight in the weight divisions, right? Wilson Reyes and all like they don't know who any of these guys are. Ray Borg, they have no idea. Even the Pettis Cejudo fight on this card, which I think will be a lot of fun. Yes. Most people don't 
know yeah. or care who either of those guys are. I am very excited for that fight. And, and that's the thing. Like, you'd think that at some point, based off this year, everything that's happened, WME would start realizing that they, instead of just promoting the big stars that they got with the UFC is to promote all these other champions and fighters that are on their on their card. Like, like what Nunes came out the other day and said, like, why not promote me? And like Jeff said the other night, you go back to, to last uh, last December, it was all Ronda the entire month and not a single thing of Nunes until she stepped into the cage. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, how are you supposed to promote your champion when you just show the former champion getting head kicked over and over and over again and then the fight lasts 40 seconds and, and your star power is now walking away with no head movement. Well, and right. then you had the other side of the coin, even with Amanda Nunes herself, like they now she's complaining about um, the promotion and everything like that more and pointing out that the, they only promote pretty blondes, which I, I think some of her her words have merit. But then you also have to go back to, well, when they gave you the opportunity to headline International Fight Week again for the second time, right. you backed out of the fight last minute and left them yep. holding their shirts. You could have been a hero yep. and saved it all, but you, you, and now you want to <laughs> now you want to have a pissing contest with the company. And there's too many champions doing that. Tyron Woodley's constantly battling Dana constantly. Right. Well, and and you know, I know he did fight this summer. I, I misspoke this morning on on our show that like I couldn't remember the last time he fought, which would say what his fights are like but um you know he fought this summer but he, it makes no impact on you and you forget about it to the point that like who is talking about 170 right now nobody unless so george goes for, back there yeah but he's out for four months right so with so, shoulder surgery now because he's ended his pissing contest with dana white for the end of the year and so we won't even see him back add two more months to that to do a full camp so six months from now is the next time he fights which gives us a year before you see the welterweight division defended again. Yay, another interim title right, like, coming. Right, so another interim <laughs> title is coming, and, you know, who is that going to be? I mean, the only interesting thing is if we're if that's what Connor decides he wants to do, I guess that would be interesting. Or if oh, GSP no. survives Whitaker somehow and goes I mean, to 170. Connor, Connor's got to uh, survive the Irish Mafia, too, don't forget now. Yeah. Well, that's that's true. Maybe. Sure. Alle allegedly. Right. <laughs> God, it's such a circus. It's such a circus. Hey, at least he makes it fun, right? It's true. Like, I enjoy Connor. I love Connor. I do. But at some point, bro, just fight. I, I don't know. I sort of I sort of like every character in every Guy Ritchie film rolled up in one guy rolling around the countryside. Doing <laughs> it is true. Do. He's he's basically every character from Snatch rolled up into yes. one. All all of the Snatch characters. <laughs> all of the Snatch characters. <laughs> that is one of my favorite movies of all time too. <laughs> God damn it, Connor. He would he if if Snatch was filmed today he would play Mickey it wouldn't be. uh yep yes <laughs> there's no other person that would fit that role that is very true oh man so what do you, I mean what do you guys think is going to happen in the heavyweight fight because I'm fascinated to get you, your take on the Nagano Overeem fight I think Nagano's going to win I think Nagano is going to be able to to take it and 
take Overeem out. I don't think I don't think Overeem if it goes to the ground, I don't think Overeem is going to be able to get that guillotine, which is basically his only real defense on the ground. Right. And if Engano gets into in a dominant position for ground and pound or god forbid he gets a, a hold of a Kimura, he's done for. Yeah. And you don't really want to stand and bang too long with Ngano because we've seen what will happen if you yeah. decide. Unless unless Overeem can get him into the clinch really really fast and start landing some knees, but still you don't. Do you want to get that close into Ngano when he can start throwing those lunch boxes at your head? I mean, <laughs> I've learned from the the last card to not say anybody that that there's no chance for anything, but. I just I don't know. I feel like Ngano's too young, too fast, too strong, too everything that Overeem doesn't have anymore. And I think he's just gonna be too much for him. And I do think if Ngano wins this fight, he is next in line for the title shot because the UFC needs to hitch their fucking wagon to somebody with a I like, can't wait for Kane. No. Kane Kane's gonna <laughs> be Kane's gonna be in a retirement home before he fights again. Yeah, I don't and I don't much like Nurmagomedov making weight. I don't know that you can trust him to stay. I, I, I'm dead. I mean, I mean, I know it's funny. Like the tiramisu is hilarious still, but like that's a real thing. Yeah, you know? it is. Is like if yeah, you're Tony, is. if you're Tony Ferguson and you're stuck with this crazy Nurmagomedov fight, right? Number one, you're not getting paid. No. Number two, you've got to roll the dice and pray that he can even make weight. And if he doesn't make weight. Who else are you going to fight? And then you're out that payday, right? Which is totally unfortunate. On the heavyweight side, you've got, I mean, if Nagano beats Overeem, he's number one in the division. So he's a clear favorite to be the guy that goes against Stipe. And I just think with Kane, you cannot trust him to come back or come back healthy. No. And he's got all of these problems that have just, you know, uh, accumulated over the years of him and DC trying to murder each other in the gym. Right that I don't know that I would risk it at this point. I think there, you go with Nagano or you go with Overeem before you go with Kane. Even if Kane gets back, I would love to see him fight somebody else first. Yeah. Before you, you put that on his shoulders and went, yeah, can you please carry a whole pay-per-view because we need you to? Because I don't know that he would. What do you think about I, I a fourth I, uh, JDS fight? I was in this. I know Ken would love it, but I think the only person I'd want to see Kane up against is JDS because <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only one you know that he's not going to get seriously hurt, but then JDS is probably going to end up getting seriously hurt. Like, well, and oh, what's interesting? It's interesting that you guys say that is that JDS isn't even in their rankings right now in heavyweight. <laughs> well, neither should Kane. Kane shouldn't be either. So, well, he's number three. Oh and, God! And, and and his spine is number five. Yeah. So yeah. those two <laughs> can get together. Oh, I mean, can you explain that to us? Because you used to vote in the rankings. You used to have a voice in this shit. I did. <laughs> and then they they had one of they had one of these honestly they had one of these weekends it was one of the weekends where they had three events and I you missed if you missed two of them they booted you out so I missed two and got booted out so I don't have any idea what the how the rankings are done now um, it was fun while while I was in it but it was, I mean it took a long time because you had I, at least I tried to be thoughtful about where I put people I mean some of these are. <laughs> Bat shit crazy, but like I, I took some time to figure out where people should be. I just miss Ken being able to yell at you about your, you and your friends <laughs> voting. Me and my friends and our voting. Yeah, I, I don't miss that at all. So no, I bet, I, 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 I bet you don't. I bet you don't. I also miss this week in George St. Pierre. 
<laughs> Me too. That was my, that was, well. that that was one of the best segments. That was my one of my favorite segments. <laughs> <laughs> just just so we got those voice clips of George. And Ken's terrible impersonation of him. Maybe we'll bring that back just for you, Ryan. Dempsey hey. does a pretty good George St. Pierre. I'll give him that. Well, I better I was born in the same damn city as him. Well, you could still suck at it. I don't know. But you actually do no, a good I... job. Well, thank you very much. I mean that, you the... missed the opening there. That was the part where you were supposed to see. I know, supposed... I know. I know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give Jeff the credit there to Come that on. Dempsey. Dempsey. Okay, uh, thank you very much. I am glad that you are impressed with my performance. Mm. It was uninspired. You've uninspired. Done, you've done better. You blew, you blew it. You've done it on the spot more fucking times than I can count. <laughs> now I got a spotlight on me back, you know. <laughs> you did it just a few weeks ago to show Blake up. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has an off now. Yeah, I'm going to remind you of how you choked in front of Eric for the rest of your days. <laughs> you put too much pressure on him, Eric, and he blew it. Sorry. It's like Chris Weber calling a timeout when there's none left. Yes, it's very similar to that. Oh. I say that, yes. I'm like Chris Weber. Yes. It's only because of my dislike for the University of Michigan. Oops. So, Ken, why don't you, uh, or Eric, why don't you give us a little plug about you and Ken's show and uh, tell the listeners where they can find it if they're not already listening, which they should be. Because yeah. Ryan and I plug the show constantly, so. <laughs> so it's called Way of the Warrior. Uh, you can get it anywhere you listen to podcasts, um, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, Spotify, all that stuff. Um, and we usually do one a week. Um and in rare occasions, we'd squeak out another one, but usually do one a week. And it's usually Thursdays or Fridays. Today it was Thursdays. Um, and then we are on Twitter and Facebook at Wow Show. You can find us uh, in both places. And that's the easiest place to find us talking about MMA stuff and doing this week in George St. Pierre. I mean, and also feel free to plug your, your other podcast and the other many things that you're involved in. <laughs> <laughs> How long is the show? I mean, yeah, I was just saying, do we have the time? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the list is long and distinguished, but... Yeah, and then uh, I do a couple other podcasts. <laughs> One of them is called The Incredible Halt, uh, and you can find that at incrediblehalt.net. Um, and that one's where I just interview people that do interesting stuff. Um, like, I've been trying to get Ryan on this podcast for a while, but he's far too busy doing this show to get on my show, so it just hasn't worked out. Hey, you've had him on on Way of the Warrior, so I mean, he, I have. He's he's got one up on on the average Joe, so we will rectify that. Anytime, you know, I'm only like a 35 minute drive away, or a Skype right. call at any time. I For would, sure, I would be honored to be to come on to the Way of the Warrior. We'd have a good time. It would be a good time. We can make fun of Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so how's that new? Come on, do something different. Right. Yeah, we'll just do it on a different show, though. There, there you go. There you go. We can get a new a, audience. Yeah, a broader a, a new audience. A broader audience. Yeah, there you go. All five of our listeners are tired of listening to me make fun of you, but yeah. we, we can tap into a new market. That's funny. <laughs> now, you also teach marketing classes, too, right? Uh, yeah, I'm an adjunct professor at Aquinas, so I teach mass, I teach mass media um, twice a year. That's that's pretty cool though, man. I mean, of, of yeah. all the other things that you do, you also 
get to educate people. Yeah, that's um, it's it's a great way to kind of um, get outside my comfort zone, you know, because during the the week I work in marketing with clients all day long. So to kind of flip that and teach people about what's going on in mass media and how they should use it and blah, blah, blah is kind of a, a great way to change how I use my brain, which is something I've always been super into is kind of varying the ways in which I'm challenged and learn and expose myself to other ways of thinking and that sort of thing. So, well, and, and your philosophy though, of like, of everything is marketing. Like it, it, I really did take it from listening to you talk about just even bringing it in up on the way of the Warriors show, like with my music and stuff like that, it, it, I took it into consideration and like branding and things like that. So like when I first started, I had a, you know, I got a logo and started putting that on stickers and merchandise and things like that. And just getting that logo out there and people starting to notice and asking what that is, you know. So, I mean, you inspire people in a lot of different ways. You just don't know it. <laughs> well, and, and that's very kind of you to say. And I, I think that's um, – I, I was listening to uh, one of my – I just think this podcast is absolutely insanely awesome. But uh, James Altucher is his name, and he had Frank Shamrock on this week. And um, Frank was talking about all the stuff that Frank normally talks about, about how great he is. However, he did um, <laughs> he did he did have a couple of great lines where he was saying like he views the world in a, in a way that like if you're not showing up every day to make this place a better place, then you're doing it wrong. And regardless of of all of his how great he is and, and the fact that he's a little bit narcissistic and all that stuff that I think that's a great way to go through life is kind of waking up every day and going, well, how do I make all this stuff better? How do I educate people to, to have a better life or fulfill their dreams or do their things? So I, I think if more people did that, more of this stuff would happen, Jeff, like you guys don't understand, or maybe you do, but like, you don't understand how rare it is for two guys to just go, you know what? Let's start a show and then actually do it and get 100 episodes in. The average person quits podcasting after only six episodes, right? Yeah. So wow. you you may not you guys may not feel it, um, but <clears throat> you're just by doing this as many times as you've done it, you are in the one percent of the one percent because so many people will listen to a guy like Gary Vaynerchuk who tells them to like grab life by the balls and you're in charge of everything and all they'll do is they'll listen to that for 20 years. And then when they're 60, they're going to look back and go, I didn't do any of the things I wanted to do because I spent all that time just listening to Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Where people who get up every day and actually make stuff, that's how you make a difference in the world is by getting up and shipping your art and making your music and then going, well, I'm going to carve out an hour on a Thursday night and talk to my friends about MMA. And I don't care if three people listen to it or 300 people listen to it. This is what we're doing because that mindset is so unique and I don't think enough people celebrate how unique it is for people to get up and go, I'm going to do this. And no one asked me to do it. This is not Jeff and Ryan's job. Both of them have families and jobs. And this is something that you guys do as a hobby. And that's special. Yeah. It's, it's enjoyable. Like, like you said, I I've never cared whether, and, and it's always been the same way that I looked at performing too. Like I don't ever care if I play a show for five people or 500 people. If three out of that five people are having a good time and enjoying it. I've done my job. Cool. Yep. I'm making a difference with them. We're connecting. They're enjoying the music that I'm making. I'm enjoying and getting energy from them, enjoying it. And, and we all had a good time. Cool. And, and I've, I've kind of taken that into this as well, where it was like, when we started, you know, it was just a couple of our friends listening. And then 
we we grew and then we met some people in the community that have helped us grow obviously our, our friends over at the loaded joe's and and the loudmouth mma they've they've helped expose us to more people and stuff like that but it's i've always had the mentality well there's you know there's five people listening but hey at least they're listening and i like what i'm doing and if they're listening to it hopefully they like it too if not just well and yeah and i mean the fun thing about where we are right is like if you just inspire two people to go do their own thing because they listen to this podcast then your job is done right it's not about it's not about doing it for a hundred thousand people because they might not be the right people right at least 22 people 22 people might be the right number you never know exactly right? right yeah as long as it's the yeah the right people and the people that you want listening and and they're getting something out of the show my job's done Absolutely. Well, even like to an extent, like with me, like people come and just talk about bread, and they have no idea what to do with a single slice of bread. No, honestly, like because people will say, like if I'm doing this meal or that meal, what would you choose? Because there's so many different variations you can pick from, right? Yeah. So it's like, and when someone's just they're used to buying something like Wonder Bread in a store, here they had right. a chance to get right to me, and they have all these different types of like fresh sourdough bread made like an hour in a previous that can go with so many different things. You can like inspire people that way. Like for me. I've always said it, the only way I can inspire people is through cooking. So if like I've never like, I had never looked at it as a big deal until you know you hear something like that. It's like it's true that you inspire two people, three people, whatever. Those people go up and spread a word also, and then before you know it, something that you said to a couple people grows into a bigger a bigger uh, audience. Well, and even with that, like if you teach somebody about the proper way to use sourdough or what to use it for, it's not like they're going to not tell that story to nine other people, right? Yeah. And those nine are the like you you don't know. And that's the fun thing, I think, about the Internet these days, Ryan, is that you don't actually know how many people you've affected with that one person who bought a loaf of sourdough. You guys don't know of the hundred or two hundred people that listen every week to this show. You don't know how many of them are talking to their friends about stuff they've either learned or been inspired by this that then compounds your reach much further than you'll ever be able to grasp. Right. Yeah. Ryan, you have inspired me with bread, by the way. Well, I was going to say, Jeff, you, Jeff, you will never forget that who small Paul Harris jumped out of the cage against Dan Miller, will you? Never, You'll never forget that. Never. <laughs> never for the rest of my life. And you're welcome for that. Ryan's first first time ever on, he drops the, the Rusmal Paul Harris and, and Dan Miller out, just out of nowhere. <laughs> out of left field. And that was when I was like, all right, we need this guy. He's like, he's like Rain Man. As a rain man, yeah. yeah, he's our rain man. That's funny. He's my stats guy. Like when I, especially when I do the show with other guys, it's like our, our buddy Raphael will fill in for him, who's, who's one of your guys. He's a Chicago guy, and uh, he, he'll fill in for Ryan when he's not around. But um, Raphael and I also smoke a lot of weed, so I can't remember <laughs> stats. Like it's that's not my thing. That's what I got Dempsey for. Yep. <laughs> Statistician. This, he's my stats guy. He's I, I know I can forget something, and Ryan's got my back, and he knows it, so we're good to go. <laughs> I got to do it for something, right? Yes. You are good for that and telling me about sourdough, which I knew very little about sourdough until I met you. So you have <laughs> you have influenced my life that way, Ryan. Congratulations. Thank You're you. making the world one one day better at a time with sourdough. <laughs> sourdough changing the world. 
Oh, yes. man. Eric, we got to have you on more often because you're inspiring as hell. And I feel really good <laughs> after this conversation. So thank well, you. <laughs> my my job is done. And, you I, you know, I'll come on anytime. I'm a phone call away. Yeah. No, genuinely, we do appreciate it. And you, uh, you've been helpful. You were super helpful to me when I first started this show. And I was just some guy bugging you on Twitter all the time. So, <laughs> you know, you, you never were. If I reached out and had a question about trying to get something, you know, getting uh, – being able to get things on iTunes or whatever, if you didn't know, you you steered me in the direction of somebody who could help me out, and I've never forgotten it, and it's super appreciative. So, thank well, you. and and I appreciate that, and like you know, some insight to when we started. Like I got, I got the same help a decade ago from Ariel Hawani because I was you with him going like, so how do I do this, and how long should it be, and who should I talk to, and I annoyed the crap out of him, and <clears throat> you know, obviously, like he's gone on to much bigger and better things. But back then he was more than willing to kind of help people out, which was awesome. And I, I think that's, that's really what I think is the best about this community and the MMA community is that they're willing to help people and they're willing to respond for the most part. Lots of people in this community, both the podcasting and broadcasting and running websites are more than happy to kind of lend a hand. And, and that's the other reason why I love, you know, communicating with other people like you guys who are into the sport because the community is just so fun. Um, and it's certainly super fun when it's a dumpster fire like it's been this year. So it makes it extra fun to, like, to hang out with you guys. So, you know, anytime you guys want me on, I'm more than willing to come on. Thank you, man. It's it's sincerely appreciated, and, and you are always welcome anytime. Well, all right, my friends. Yeah, Have an awesome weekend. You as enjoy well, man. Uh, enjoy Detroit. Thanks, and the Rogan thing should be awesome. I can't even wait to hear how it is. Oh, man, I'm so excited for this whole night. It's going to be a good time. All right, guys. See you later. Thank you very much, Eric. Eric. Take care. All right, Ryan. Let's uh, let's call this an episode, and then you and I can uh, take a five minute break and get ready to record another podcast. All right. It's only only ten to ten. Yeah, it's only ten to ten. We're good. I just got to roll a joint real quick. Oh. Thank no. you once again to Eric, and make sure you guys, if you haven't been listening, what the hell have you been doing? Have you not been listening to me and Ryan talk for the last? You know, two years since the show started, like, you should definitely be listening to Way of the Warrior. Eric and Ken do a phenomenal job, and they are based right out of here in West Michigan. So I definitely got to make sure I show some love to to people that claim they're from Michigan, even though they're both <laughs> even though they're both not native Michiganders. But they still rep for West Michigan. So much love to the Way of the Warrior show. And, yeah. Oh, crap. I forgot I unplugged my phone because I'm unprofessional. And that's why we're the average Joes. And that is why we're the average Joes. All right, here we go. All right. For Ryan, I'm Jeff. And for our special guest, Eric Holtgren, we thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Yeah,